Represent is terrible. I don't agree with most of the stuff she says. I definitely don't agree with any of the stuff he says. Sorry, sorry for saying this, but you guys are just being manipulated by two states that can't seem to agree or get along. You know. Okay, so, so I I do think that we should find middle ground. I do think we should find middle ground, but it tends to be that the conservatives want to talk and the Democrats or the leftists want to stop conversation. I just wanted to talk about Okay, so, so statistically... There are exceptions. Statistically, during the Obama administration, the, the Republicans, because I, I get confused, the Republicans completely shut down the White House because they did not want to come to an agreement. They did it multiple We're, times. I'm not talking about politicians. I'm talking about average people. I'm, I'm, ta I'm talking about the two parties that either you represent or either I represent. I don't represent any party. In my experience, in my experience you can tell me if you think that this is wrong, but we're talking about everybody I see on Facebook. We're talking about... <laughs> God, yeah. We're talking about everybody on CNN, MSNBC, right? There, there, there is a fundamental misperception on the left. There's a fundamental misperception on the left, and that is that there are, there is the oppressor class and there is the oppressed class, right? So that, yes, yes, oh yes, they co they commonly say that ethnic minorities are oppressed, right? Women are oppressed, gays are oppressed, right? And who's the oppressor? White people, men. Christians. This is a fundamental misperception. How many white supremacists do you know? It's we the people. Personally. I'm from Oregon. I've never met one. I've never met one. So if, well, okay, fine. Well, if if I've never met a white supremacist in my entire life, is there really so many? I'm thinking no. No, there's not. They don't Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. You gotta talk into the mic. They, they've succeeded in dividing us. It's we the people. Not CNN, CNN, CNN succeeds in. No, it's not just CNN. It's not just CNN. I definitely didn't. I don't want to get anybody killed. I definitely didn't vote for her because that was about uh, the politics of division. And we should. Somebody's taking our Trump. Somebody's taking our Trump. This is not acceptable. This is not. Dodgers cap. I thought you did a fantastic job of listening and talking. You know, I thought it was a very respectful conversation. I'm just about done here. I just want to say we should all be coming together as we the people. It's so encouraging to yeah. see a public square and folks engaged. We'll like get Malcolm so next. The like guy behind you. Oh, do you want me to get out? Yeah. All right. We'll get you next. Like, this is it. You know, guys, the revolution is Tuesday, in case you haven't been paying attention. All right, so you're...
you're, you're Daniel, right? Yeah. Chris. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, brother. I run a uh, YouTube channel called Mr. Reagan. If you couldn't guess, it's conservative-oriented politics. Based <laughs> on what you said, I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, you got up there on the mic. You obviously have some passionate ideas about politics. Yeah. All right. So what were you trying to say? Because you, I'll admit, you, you were trying to have a conversation, right. which is atypical for leftists, in my experience. Well, don't label. I wouldn't say I'm a leftist. Okay. I would say I'm a centrist politically. Like, but you jumped on the on the Clinton side for, for the purpose of, you know, n not. You can easily influence a lot of people by speaking to someone who isn't willing to or isn't capable of making the case for themselves. So that's what I was doing. I was making the case for the left for the logic behind or, or what is assumed by the conservative party that the liberal perspective is, you know, uh, illegal immigration should be legal. I think it's stupid. I, I believe personally, if you, if I'm speaking as a liberal or... A well, a lot of liberals do think that illegal immigration, like they should open the borders. Right. I mean, I, I think I think that's a... It's an easy, like, it's an easy position to take as a conservative because, you know, it gives it, it gives you the moral high ground. You know, you can just say, okay, you know, you, you believe in something that's illegal, so I'm just going to hijack this moral high ground here, which is... So you're, you're trying to say that we're mischaracterizing the Democratic yeah, ideas yeah, by it, saying it, that they're pro-open borders. to have, like, a soundbite or in order to have, like, a cool point or to have a moral high ground. Well, I, see, it's funny because I actually think exactly the opposite. I always think that leftists tend to misinterpret what conservatives want, right? So, like, for instance, we want to build the border wall, right? And we say, well, we want to keep out MS-13. We want to keep out potential terrorists. We want to keep out other kinds of criminals, drugs that are coming through the country. And then the, and then the leftists say, well, no, you just hate Mexicans, right? It's, it's like a, they're twisting it because it's much easier to say, well, they're racist, don't listen to any of their ideas, than to actually contend with the ideas themselves. Okay, so let's not have the situation happen where you have 30 million illegal immigrants in Los Angeles, and it's probably more because how do you count them? Okay, so okay, so we're living in uh, a pretty diverse city. There's a lot of businesses. There's a lot of uh, American-owned businesses that are making a lot of money, right? Okay, so you have to wonder. Restaurants, you got a lot of busboys that are Hispanic. Probably probably illegal. Okay, so... Well, well most, most, most Republicans advocate having a, a system in which uh, we, we severely find businesses who hire illegal immigrants. Right, right, right. Uh, that's, this is besides the point. I think if we're going to enforce immigration law, I think you should do it. Do it. I think what Donald Trump is doing, I feel like he's just using it as a tool to just keep the, keep the illegal immigrants scared and just continuing to work. Because based on that, uh, based on that demographic, 30 million uh, people in Los Angeles, oh, I might be wrong, somewhere in their 15 or something. A lot of people. Or, or maybe in America, a lot of people are illegal. So you have to ask yourself, if these people were to be deported, how would that affect our economy? And are conservatives willing to, you know, take that loss, which I, I would agree, take the loss. If you, if you, well, my position is this. If you want to be consistent with illegal immigration. Well, my position is this. If, you know, they, they often say that if, you know, the illegals weren't here, nobody would do that work. Yeah. But that's not true. The, the reality is if the illegals weren't here, then nobody would do that work for that pay, right? right so you'd have to right, pay right, people yeah, more, I agree. right? I, and things would cost a little bit more. Yeah. Services would be a little 
little bit more? That's, that's my reason for wanting to be consistent with illegal immigration. I feel like the American people here that are dealing with uh, job loss and all these other things, low-wage jobs, they would benefit from it. That's the irony of it. Well, I, I think that conservatives tend to be consistent, like, you know, mo most of the time with this. I, I just, I feel like, I feel like it's not as far as illegal immigration because you can say you want to enforce illegal immigration laws, but like, it's so obvious that in at least Los Angeles, there's just an overwhelming amount of illegal immigrants here, you know? And it's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you, are you going to keep like, well, that's the question, the point of contention and political debates to get, you know, voters on your side. I think that's the, I think, but you think that the conservatives do that, not the left. I mean, I would say both sides do it because the left tries to get the, the Latino vote, you know, and then the right tries to get the, okay, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? So the left, conservatives accuse the left of basically trying to let in immigrants from, especially from third world countries, because demographically speaking, uh, illegal immigrants especially, but, you know, other immigrants as well, if they can get them citizenship, if they can get them the vote, they tend to vote Democrat. So the idea is you bring in as many immigrants as you can, and then the Democrats win that's year how, after that's year. How that's how you destabilize a country. That's why right, I agree yeah. with you on the point that there should be there should be uh, border control. It's, it's obvious. It's an obvious point because... I don't think we really disagree on this at all, actually. I don't think we do, but I... I just, you don't like the history, you don't like the historical inconsistencies no, no, no. of the United States' exactly. dealing with I illegal immigrants. However, however, you know, the past is the past. I mean, we have to basically say we've all made mistakes. I'm not, making, I'm not you know. trying to do the uh, whole moral high ground thing. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, like, let's be consistent. So is this your number one issue? No, it's not. Not even close. My number one issue is probably education. Privatization of schools. Well, that's better, yeah. That's yeah, that's better. Why? You're a Republican. You're a Trump supporter, my friend. You just don't know it yet. you got to turn that hat red. You are. You just, th th now, this is the thing. This is my position on my channel. In my experience, the reason that a lot of people are voting left is simply because they do not recognize what the right stands for. They think, they hear on CNN, racist, sexist, and they think, I don't want to talk to the homophobe. And they think, I don't want to talk to those people. They're evil people. Right? This is what I meant by quieting conversation. I think, I think that's the polarization that's going on. That is absolutely the polarization. Right. And then I think it's boiling down, like I was speaking up there. It's boiling down to values. And that's like a pretty scary place to be as far as being in a country because you know what happens when people split on values. Well, I actually think, I actually think Latinos and blacks tend to be conservative. They tend to have conservative values, but they don't know that actually they are politically aligned with the right. They just don't understand because they don't, because the Democrats keep feeding them this line. I, I agree that the, like, the this idea that, you know, like the overly liberal idea, I, I completely disagree with it. It's very, like, disingenuous. It's, it's very, like, sneaky what they try to do. Like, let everything be uh, legal. Like, let, let everybody come to our country. Let everybody, like, you know, do whatever. Destabilize the country. Yeah, I mean, that's the purpose of it, although people don't know what their intentions are because most of us... Yeah, this is the George Soros thing where they want to open all the borders and everything like that. I mean, it's stupid. It's You can't even have arguments with people like that. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I, I welcome you to follow my channel, Mr. Reagan, and comment. Comment. Because you're a thinking guy, and I want guys like you who disagree maybe a little bit here or there, or maybe you're not sure what you think, or you really have
have a passionate idea about certain things, I want you to give me your ideas on that channel in the comment section, and I will respond to you. Sure. All right. Thanks, brother. Thanks. You have a good one, man. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you. We need good thinkers like you. Step away a little bit so it's not so loud. So I'm, I'm gonna do guys quick interview. So <laughs> you might be a little. All right, he, he can he can you can you can stream the interview. Yeah. All right. I'll stream the interview, huh? Okay. Oh, sorry. Right. What's your name, brother? Omar Navarro. I'm running for Congress in the 43rd district of California. I'm challenging uh, Maxine Waters. And I heard you were 29 years old. Yeah, I'm 29. Holy crap! What a cool dude. And, yeah. And you raised a ton of money. Yeah, I mean they, the Washington Post and some other people did an article saying that I was top fundraiser in the United States on individual contributions uh, next to Bernie Sanders. I love this guy. It's amazing. Guy. Okay, so we probably don't have a huge chance to get Maxine Waters out. Oh, uh, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I think the, we do have a huge chance do to you? get Maxine Waters out. I've been working really hard. No one told me that I can actually raise money for this campaign. We raised over a million dollars to challenge her. Uh, Maxine Waters at $1.3 so we're exactly par on par with That's her. Amazing. We're going out in the community. We're doing things that she's not doing. She's taking the seat for granted. She's not going out. She's not campaigning. Uh, she's not going door to door. We're going door to door. We're doing direct mail. We're doing TV. We're doing billboards. Oh my God! We're I think I'm in love with this stuff. guy, ladies and gentlemen. My girlfriend will be very surprised to know. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Okay, so what district is it? The 43rd district of California. 43rd so that entails district. LAX, uh, Inglewood, California, Lawndale, Hawthorne, Harbor City, half of Torrance. You also so have what's your West Carson. What's your your ancestry? Uh, my family's from Mexico. My mom was from Mexico. Okay. My dad was from Cuba. So you're Mexican. Oh, wow, okay. So a little Cuban. both sides. You know, Cuban-Mexican. But you yeah, know yeah. about the communists. So I understand the communism, and I understand the corruption of Mexico That's in a big crazy. way. That's crazy. Okay, and, and now, so my theory has always been that Hispanics, traditionally, and blacks and other ethnic minorities tend to be politically inclined to be conservative. Yeah, they are. But, but they're, they're ethical people. They're religious people. They just aren't properly informed about which sides want to actually genuinely yeah, create I'll you, I'll, help. I'll, I'll tell you why. Why yeah. they're so stuck in that process. Well, you have one side that does a pretty darn good job in culture. They do a pretty good darn job in, in, in talking to them and getting the voters. Right. Like, it, like Marketing. Well, I see Democrats registering voters a lot. Right. Republicans have done a really poor job at going into Latino and Hispanic communities in the inner cities, and they don't go in there, and they don't target them, and they don't talk to them. So I think if we go out there and we talk to them, I think we're able to get them to, to switch sides and vote for Republicans. But we have to tell them, we're, they're on our side. They're not on the left side. I mean, on issues such as uh, uh, abortion, when it comes to family and household uh, immigration, uh, legal immigrants are not going to favor illegal immigration. These people have gone through a line of process. And I don't know if people know, that actually costs just as much to come here illegally than coming here legally. Yeah. The only difference is, is the time. Yeah. They, they cheat yeah, the time, like they want to come right away over taking years to come into the country. So I got a debate with someone earlier. And we can't saying, filter. Oh, we you, can't know, filter. Uh, you know, what about the families? I'm like, they're paying just as much. They're getting protected by the cartels. That's right. They're giving the cartels money yeah. to come into the yeah. country. Yeah. That's yeah. You're giving and, them and, money. And the violence and the horrible things that yeah. happen to people when they're coming across, that stuff needs to end. Well, of that course. And, and of course, that violence needs to end, but yeah. we got to change the immigration system. And the, the, both sides have done nothing to change it. The president has presented uh, solutions.
solution, but yet they don't do anything. They don't want to build a wall. They don't, they don't want to uh, work on immigration reform. I mean, there's a lot of things that we have to work towards to make sure that our immigration system's not broken anymore. My, my theory about why ethnic minorities tend to vote left yeah. is that if you have a bad idea, you have to be really good at marketing. And if you have a good idea, if you're speaking the truth, you don't feel like you have to market it because it's true. It's right. And you, and you don't try as hard. Yeah, you don't try as hard. So the conservatives yeah. don't go out there and really push. But let me tell you this right now. I, I see a big movement right now, uh, not just in general with conservatives, but a lot of uh, people that consider themselves Trump supporters. Yeah. I see culture oh, changing yeah. every oh, day. Yeah, I see a lot of right. young people just charging up and saying, hey, enough's enough. I'm not going to yeah. deal with this BS right. anymore. I don't want to be a, PC, a part of this PC culture. I want to make sure I change things. I, when I first ran, I didn't want to be the typical candidate. I didn't want to be perfect. I wanted to be imperfect. He's, look, perfection yeah. is not you there. you got to say, I don't know sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you, you don't know? know something, and it's okay not to know something. That's right. It's okay not you to go, be perfect. You go home, you learn about it, you come back, you got a better answer. It's okay to make mistakes, and it's good right. to, to, for kids to know out there that you don't. if you make a mistake, you can be forgiven for it, too. That's and you can still be right. successful. Okay, 43rd District? 43rd District. 43rd California. District of California. Yeah. If you are a voter in the 43rd District, vote for this man. Omar Navarro. Thanks, man. Got All right, brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that was a good one. I like that guy. So, what's your name? Uh, Megan Darjakovic. Megan, I'm Chris. Nice to meet you. Nice. So, you were very impassioned. You got up on the mic, which is very brave, and you chewed out some of my people, <laughs> which I, which is great, which is great. Uh, but you were very impassioned, and uh, and you're clearly like left wing. You're a Democrat. You yeah. vote Democrat. Not as not as far left wing that a lot of people are. Like right now, there's a lot of stigma against being a Democrat. That's you're not a socialist. Insane and a socialist and a communist and gonna... You're not part of the mob. No. You no. haven't burned anything. And so many people aren't. Like, on both sides, we're just so split that it's like, you have to be either one, you can't be in the middle. But you are passionate about your politics. Yes. Which, which I yes. actually respect a lot because, you know, if you're not if you're not passionate about it, then you're really not trying. Right? Yeah. You, know? yeah. You, got, you, you, you should be, you know, to me, like, if you care, that's like the first step toward making the world a better place. Yeah. And if you don't care, then like, you know, it's just a game. I, I kind of don't care. No, no, I, I care. You gotta care. You gotta care. I have a whole channel. I should probably change it. Uh, uh, all right. So, let me think. So what's your... Okay, so you obviously don't like Trump. I don't. No. I love Trump. <laughs> okay, what... Disagree. Disagree. Well, uh, what is your sort of number one political issue? Let's just go there. Oh, geez. Um, I mean, to say my number one would definitely probably be gun control. And gun control. Just safety for kids in schools. And I think that should be a policy that's not partisanship. That should be a policy that everyone should work together on. It shouldn't be either you're for complete gun control or you're for complete freedom. There should be something in between. We should all be for trying to protect the vulnerable. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you on that, and I'll tell you why. Because even if I probably disagree with you on a lot of the specifics, I try not to argue people's number one issue. <laughs> Thank you. Because it, it's hard to convince people, right? Yeah. All right. What's your number two issue? The number two issue. Um, I think probably the culture of sexual harassment and rape in America right now. Uh, I see. So kind of like feminist type issues. Yeah. I hate to put that label on it because there's a lot of stigma Negative of being a femi feminist. Uh, okay. So, all right. so let's go something completely different. 
let's, I don't know, let's talk about the difference I see in the left and the right with regard to their to their perceptions of reality. I like that. Okay. Right. I like that. Okay. That's a lot about what my channel is. Okay. So in my perspective, there there is something that I call the spectrum of rationality in which I like to work, right? Okay. And that is the attempt to see the world exactly as it is, right? Yeah. To, to judge people not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Because you can't say that, oh, because one black guy robs a liquor store, all black guys are evil. Or because one white guy was a slave owner, uh, all all white people are evil, right? Yeah. Right? So now, today on the left, and I'm curious as to you if you perceive this, um, today on the left, it seems that people will say, okay, there is a victim class and there's an oppressor class, right? Definitely. Minorities are oppressed. Women are oppressed. Gays are oppressed. Uh, men are oppressors. White people are oppressors. Christians oppress gays. And that tends to be the way things are. Do you see that on the left at all? Oh, yeah. And it's a lot of this idea that everyone, if you're not exactly seen as you want to be seen, you're a victim. And I think that's a really big problem because you have these people who are saying, oh, I'm a victim for petty theft and there are these people out here starving and they don't have a home and they don't have a job and that's more the issues we need to focus on. We can't focus on these tiny little petty things. You mean we should focus on the truly vulnerable, not just people screaming, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. Yes, yes. Oh man, I, I like this girl already. What's your name again? Megan. Megan. I like Megan. I like Megan. Okay, okay, okay. I think you're a Republican. Well, my mom's a Republican, and she raised me with that mindset that everybody should work hard to get their worth. But I believe in a lot of the Democrat stances. So if you're a, if you're a, de a Republican with a Democrat's mind, I'm a Democrat with a Republican's mind. So she's been brainwashed. That's <laughs> okay. true. Okay. It's true. Okay. okay. All right. So 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 you agree with me that there is a kind of a delusion on the left, a, a, a misperception of reality on the left yeah. about the oppressor oppressed. Definitely. Now, now, it's it, on both sides. Okay, I don't think so. I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I don't consider, like, white supremacists, I don't consider them right-wing. I consider okay. white supremacists to be outside of the spectrum of rationality. To okay, me, they yes. have a fundamental delusion about reality. Yes, White yeah. people are best. Yes. Right? It's, it's, like, obviously false. Like... It could be easily disproved. You just walk down the street, shake hands with a Mexican guy, talk to him for 10 minutes, you'll realize well, most of the time he's probably a pretty good guy, better than like half the people you know. Yeah, oh yeah. And so yeah. it's it's like so obviously, well, maybe not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so you so you have this like obvious delusion about the world that people say that's far right, but it isn't really far right. It's a delusional class. Yeah. But then see, I see the left as very similar, right? They're saying like white people are oppressors. Like how do you... How do you reconcile well, your 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 you know like your perception of that as as true with being on the left? You actually accept this that the party is delusional. I think that there's a little bit of a reality to the delusion. Every sure. every imagination is based a little bit in reality, and there is definitely the people who are. I don't want to say impressing because it's not really how it is, but there's the people who are this higher class that are looking 
looking down and really not treating the lower class very well. Like wealth disparity. Like wealth disparity. And just the people, if you look at who the people are in the government, you see these old white guys and old white women, and they don't really show what the rest of America is like. Okay, well, what if the, what if old white guys, this is a kind of a controversial question, okay. what if old white guys are actually, we can prove factually, demonstrably, we can demonstrate, they are actually the best people for the job? Mm, I want to, I really want to fight with that, but I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> so ask me about that later. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think... Well, but, I mean, if they're the best people for the job, it's best for all of us to go with that. So there's only really two jobs where the age margin is so high, and it's government and it's... What's the other one? Do you think with age comes wisdom? But it's government. I really think that to the point, to a point, to a point, and there, but there's also a point where you get old enough that you lose touch with reality. But you actually think, so you actually think that age is as much of an issue in government as oh, yeah. gender or race. Oh, yeah. That's funny. That's interesting. I've never really well, heard anybody the, talk about that. The older people are going to have to live with the consequences less. Right. So they could say, let's, let's go with this guy. Let's see what he does. And we have to live with it. It's, we really need more younger representation in the government. What if it's what if it's younger representation, but it's all Republicans? <laughs> That'd be hard. That would be hard. <laughs> I don't think, here's the thing: I don't think that would happen. <laughs> uh, well, you know, a lot. That's not. I mean, I just talked to a guy, 29. He's running against Maxine Waters. Wow, that's really impressive. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if they're if these are the young kids that are young people that are realizing this is how they want the world to be, then they should go out and get it. I don't care what side of the party they are on. I just hope that they know what they believe and that they can't be swayed. Did you grow up with grandparents? Yes. Did you think that they were wise people? Well, my mom's side is. <laughs> my dad's side are. Funnily enough, her mom's side is the Republican side. <laughs> my dad's side is the Republican side, too. Don't get me wrong. Okay. All right. They're Polish, so okay. they're very right-wing. That's interesting. I'm kind of the anomaly. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I would say, that, I'm going to say something that will probably piss you off. Okay. So pr prepare, okay. prepare. Ready? Don't hate me. You can punch. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. What if I told you that the reason, the main reason that most women aren't in positions of power isn't from systematic oppression of women, but rather because women tend to make the choice not to pursue positions of power? Well, you're talking to the wrong person because I am interested in going into political science and I want to be president one day. That's so. amazing. Well, and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. So but just become Republican. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see where the party ends up going. Right. Um, but I think that it's definitely a little bit of women are taught from a very young age that they shouldn't go into fields like this. I, every single math and science class I've been in, it's the majority of them are male. Just because we've been taught from such a young age that women are better suited for gender. Were you really taught at a young age that women shouldn't go into those fields or were you taught that women should go into those fields because not enough women are represented? Well, my mom kind of 
keeps trying to force STEM on me. So I have my mom on one side, but then I remember a lot when I was little, they wouldn't, I would ask to be in a higher math class or a higher science class, and they would look at me strangely. But then when my friend, who was a guy, asked me in a higher science or a higher math class, they would just let him go for it. They may have just perceived that because, you know, they were looking at your grades versus the other guy's grades. Do you think that's possible? No, because my grades were 10 times better than his. Oh. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe in that case, that, that, that was true. I mean, it's, it's the thing is, this has happened to me personally a lot. And I look around. A lot. that it's happened. Yeah. Yeah, I see that this has happened to a lot of other girls. I mean. Where did you grow up? Truckee, California. Okay, so you're it's from California. It's up north, and it's on the border of Nevada. Tahoe, I'm from Oregon. Where Tahoe which is is, like, yeah, I'm from Oregon, so. Yeah, we're right next to Tahoe. Okay, interesting. Oh, that's kind of a nice area. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. gorgeous. It's wonderful Pine to grow up there. trees everywhere. Yeah, but yeah. it's the same thing. You see all the guys going into really heavy sports and crazy sports and then you see the girls going into volleyball and you see them going into a lot of other different sports and so you think that it's more traditionally gender the, the traditional gender divide it's is there. something that we're doing consciously it's something that's been trained in our brains just as we've gone through society that it's subconscious it's like oh the guy is more likely to succeed in this for instance I really wish when I was little I had started football because I know I would love it but then I have a friend who was a senior last year who tried to join the football team in high school and she was denied it like she was barred so fast and she couldn't she wasn't allowed to play well you do accept that women's bodies are like more delicate and not as strong as men's bodies on average on average yes <laughs> you, so you hate that see the 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 the, the, the I hate that because there is some truth to it but there's also some like if a girl fights and pushes and with lifts weight and goes for it and tries really hard and she's just as good as any guy she should have that chance if she's just as good as any guy but that's asking a lot in, in that's asking a lot in sports yeah it is and I mean so th this is a this is another theory that I have is that a lot of women are frustrated in their lives because their whole lives they're gonna be physically weaker than most men that's just nature that's just biology Yes. Yeah. And so this drives, I think, a lot of feminist ideas. Like, we have to fight harder because we're, like, physically weaker, and it's not really fair, so we have to get more positions of power. I think people, I think some women have this idea. Do you believe in equity or equality? I believe in equality. I believe in equity. So, okay, so you actually, so, that, so oftentimes this is defined as equality of outcome or equality of opportunity. You understand that what that means? Okay, so basically, basically, equal, you're pretty smart for a high school student. I didn't realize you're in high school. Holy crap. All right, equality of, equality of outcome means that like every, every field is, is appropriately represented with every demographic. So you have like, you know, the appropriate number of black people, you have the appropriate, like 50% women, you have the appropriate number of handicapped people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, the, the equality of opportunity means that everybody has the opportunity to compete for positions in that field. I'm for quality of opportunity. I think everybody should have the same opportunity. So here's what I believe. I think that we start off at a different starting point. Ex agree. Yeah. So what you have to do is you have to bring the other person up to that starting point before you can start the race. Okay. So you're saying that... I believe equity is. So you, you think that despite the fact that, that one, one person might be superior at a particular job, they shouldn't get that job because they started from a better position than somebody else. Well, so to something that I'm kind of going through right now is college applications. If I have 
there's a kid who's first generation, their parents never went to college, and they need a full scholarship. And then there's me, who I was raised really well. My, my parents went to college, my grandparents went to college, and I'm, I started off a lot higher. I still think that the kid who's first generation and deserves that next, deserves that application should get it over me. Really? I do. And it makes me very, very angry because, like, I want to be able to be like, oh, but my application was better. They still should get Okay, okay. They should get that opportunity. But what if they're not as well suited for that profession? Well, it's more of if we have the same application, they get the boost because they are like that. If they're, like, way underneath, if their SAT scores were way worse, then they shouldn't get it. Like, it's, it's a lot of... That's a bit of a difficult thing to sort of manage. It's really hard. And, I mean, I can't even imagine being the person who reviews the application. Isn't it best in our society to try to fit people into the niche that they best fit? Yes. Because then all of us can benefit from the best people in the best positions. Yes. But, but your system doesn't do that. Well, my system, it's more of, like, less... Because if you're giving them the job, that's more of the um, putting the number of people in a certain race in the job. Giving them the equal education is giving them the equal opportunity to apply to the job, and then they get the job that they're best suited for. If they're not given the opportunity to get the education, then they're not going to be at the same starting line. It's really hard being a teenager and having these stances on politics because there's a lot that I don't know about. But the things that I do know about, the things that I do believe in, those are the things that I stand strong on. So my school is really good about not being partisan. Like, our teachers can't even talk to us at all about who they believe in. But they do teach us, like, foundations and morals and what to do about, like, what the sides are. And I think that that's a lot better. And that's how we formulate our own opinions instead of teachers telling us, oh, this is Trump, this is what we think about Trump, this is Hillary, this is what we think about Hillary. All right, well, I'll leave you with this because I I think that if you watch this movie, it'll kind of change your perspective on some things. It's called The Red Pill, and it's by director Cassie J. It's called The Red Pill. The Red Pill. Watch The Red Pill. Okay. It doesn't have anything to do with gun control, really. Okay. It has to do with sort of feminism and men's rights issues and that whole debate in America. That will really, really teach you a lot. And it's not by the, the girl who did the movie was a strong feminist trying to sort of showcase the evil of these, you know, men's yeah. rights activists, yeah. and, and it ended up turning out changing her perspective a lot, and I think you'll like it. Okay. But anyway, it was an excellent interview. Thank you. All right. We're good. We're good. All right. Well, I think we had some productive conversations. Uh, I tried to keep it as civil as I possibly could. Some people got pretty crazy and heated, but... Uh, Yeah, hopefully some of the people learn something, and we have facilitated a little bit of conversation between the left and the right today. Good night. The conservative so-called is the one that says, less government, get off my back, get out of my pocket, and let me have more control of my own destiny. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant, it's just that they know so much that isn't so. Now, 